0: And welcome to the Fast Leader Podcast. HFL is producing the podcast to help the ongoing learning of our alumni of Fast Lead Small Group Coaching and Leadership Development Program. At HFL, we're about helping frontline leaders lead better and be the best leaders they can be, because every employee should have an inspiring leader. Hello, my name is Darren Fox, and I'm your Fast Leader MC, and this episode of the Fast Leader Podcast is about purpose, or more specifically, team purpose. And even more specifically, how you as a line manager can create a sense of purpose and then galvanize your team around it. We'll wrap up today's podcast with some hints and tips of how to maintain a sense of team purpose when everyone else is working virtually. In the virtual room today to help us have this conversation, I have firstly Angela Tsukatos as our lead guest. Uh, I worked with Angela at uh, City Water where she was a general manager and we both have since left City Water, but I was very open how I saw Angela as probably one of the best leaders I have ever worked for. She is absolutely one of the most high integrity, purposeful leaders that I've ever met. And so when we were talking about who can we bring in uh, to talk about purpose, my first person that I thought of was Angela. Hi, Darren. Also in our virtual room today, we have Dominic Johnson. He's an HFL guest with us, and he is one of our principal consultants, senior coaches, and all-around good guy. Welcome, Dominic. Hello. Hi,
1: Dominic.
0: Purpose has been getting a lot of focus in the research over the last couple of years. In the September 2019 Harvard Business Review, they reported on a global study of high growth in companies investigating three strategies known to drive growth, creating new markets, serving broader stakeholder needs, and changing the rules of the game. However, they accidentally found out there was a fourth driver they had not considered. The companies they studied, which had a 30% growth over five years, had moved their purpose from being a poster on the wall to being core of their strategy. Let's get stuck right into it. I strongly believe uh, individual teams can take the same approach, Uh, assuming that a a company has at least a documented mission or purpose. How can a manager create a meaningful purpose for their teams? And Angela, as our our lead guest, I think I'll throw it to you to give the first answer.
1: Thanks, Darren. The first thing I'd say is that uh, no team is an island, nor should it be, uh, and that all teams operate within an internal and external context. I've at times observed leaders, particularly new leaders coming into an organisation, trying to develop a team purpose statement in isolation, so on their own or with their immediate team. And I strongly believe that for a team purpose to be effective, and that is for it to be able to motivate and inspire a team, it must leverage the company context, purpose, values, and what the company stands for. That is, the fundamental why.
0: I'd love to know how you actually define purpose.
1: Mm, Yeah, it's important to be clear about what we mean by purpose. As Simon Sinek outlines in Start With The Why, a purpose must get to the heart of why an organisation exists and what it stands for. It's not what you do, the products and services you provide, or how you do it, the channels that you use to provide them. So, for example, in a water utility, the products and services are clearly water and wastewater services or the channels are a distribution system. Starting with the company purpose, um, you can then go on to localise and make it relevant to a particular team's specific contribution to an organisation. I'd go even a bit further and say there's a lot of evidence that people tend to own what they help create. The involvement of customers, stakeholders and staff is critical to the development of a purpose statement and particularly a meaningful purpose statement.
0: Can you give some advice in terms of how you might create a sense of purpose within a team?
1: Yeah. Essentially, I follow these steps to create a team purpose. Leverage the organisational purpose, uh, ensure you understand the expectations of your customers and stakeholders so it can inform the team purpose. Leverage organisational values, involve staff in formulating the team purpose using different channels, whatever they may be, whatever works in your context, surveys, workshops. I think it's really important to create psychological safety so all people feel they can contribute and tell you what excites them about being part of their team their why so together you can create a team purpose
0: so Angela how do you figure out what your team's purpose is
1: so in some cases you've got organizations that don't have a written purpose statement or uh, it could be just a poster on the wall we've seen a lot of those over the years what I would suggest there is that you need to get back to the basics and get back to why was the organisation created? Also leverage the values, beliefs and back them from the practices, what you actually see leaders saying and doing. For example, I talked about a water utility before providing water and wastewater services via a distribution network. A water utility, usually its higher order purpose is public health. So leverage that.
0: Angela, do you think that purpose is different for private organizations versus non profit
1: Probably their purpose is different, but the process that you use to develop a purpose that is a meaningful purpose that resonates with staff and with stakeholders or or shareholders can be the same. So in a not-for-profit organization, you may engage with members and clients and in a profit organization, you're going to be very much listening to what your shareholders' expectations are. And I think the more you do that and engage and co-create, the more likely you're going to get something that will resonate in an organisation. Mm,
0: sure. And, and also I really like how you sort of almost gave like a quick list of activities in terms of how a people manager can take an organisational purpose and really sort of embed that within, within their teams. Um, thanks for that. Dom, uh, I might switch to you now in terms of what your experiences have been in terms of some of the advice that you may have given to frontline managers in particular in terms of how to really sort of embed a sense of purpose in in terms of what they do.
2: Yeah, thank you. I agree with a lot of what Angela said there. I think for it to be a shared purpose that everyone in the team actually feels is meaningful, it has to come through conversation. There's very little point with a leader going off into a dark room and conceptualizing what he or she thinks is going to engage people. I do see it as an engagement device more than anything else. Uh, By using the term device, I don't mean something insincere. But we're trying to tap into those higher levels of motivation. So if I use Maslow's hierarchy for a moment, the higher you get up that ladder of motivations, tapping into people's sense of contribution and meeting and worthwhile work, the higher the quality of engagement will be. You know, It's great to be paid well. It's great to have a nice vibe in the office. But actually, the stuff that really gets people fired up and going the extra mile is feeling that doing something worthwhile and meaningful. So I think exploring contribution, like sitting down with the team and saying, "Okay, this is the purpose statement of our organization. How do we contribute to that? And as a result of the things that we do, who benefits and how? What is it that we allow other people to do, whether that's customers, internally or externally people throughout the organization and i think it's worth actually having that conversation over a period of time i think people should be prompted and prepared maybe prompted with a set of questions in advance and as as uh, angela said not made unsafe so that everyone's musings are embraced and captured and reiterated and then maybe have another conversation about it i mean i'm reminded of things like a famous, maybe it's an urban myth of when JFK was wandering around Cape Canaveral, came into a hangar somewhere, some guy was painting a wall. What are you doing? I'm putting a man on the moon, Mr. President. So the meaning that he associated with even painting a wall was much more about what the whole organization was seeking to achieve and seeing a direct connection between his little part and that overall worthwhile purpose. There's a great book I'd recommend to everyone called Liberating the Corporate Soul. Talks about the most powerful vision and mission statements being those things which talk to a number of different needs of a number of different stakeholders. If the only beneficiary appears to be the owner, then I think it's flat. If the only goal appears to be economic enrichment of one stakeholder, then it's a bit Mm -hmm. flat.
0: Okay, sure. Okay, that is the end of part one of our podcast. Part two will be right back with some advice for leaders to embed team purpose and galvanize their team around it. And part three will discuss the differences a leader should consider if the team is working remotely.
3: Experts and technical specialists have never been more important or in demand, but that's not reflected in the leadership training they're given. Unlock the business potential of experts with Expertship, HFL's new development program for the individual contributors, technical specialists, and other experts in your organization. If innovation and business agility are important to you, learn more at expertunity.global. Okay, welcome
0: back. In part one, we talked about organizations who have had their purposes as core to the strategy, and the same can be achieved for a team. However, once you've identified your purpose with your team, it can easily become yet another one of those posters on the wall, or maybe even a screensaver or a mouse pad. Once a team has a purpose they have defined together, how can a manager make sure that purpose becomes real, embedded, and influences the work the team does and doesn't do? Dom, I thought I might switch to you in terms of you being uh, answering this question.
2: Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think coming up with a balanced scorecard That's not just measuring the metric output of the team, you know, productivity or revenues or whatever. But it's actually thinking about how to measure that contribution, how to reasonably track it and report on it. Uh, I think that would be one of the most meaningful ways, particularly if it's then tied with people's appraisals. It's tied in with even their reward. Then it becomes really meaningful to people. Then they see it as a true commitment on the part of the business as opposed to just some ideological twaddle, you know, that's been put on the wall. People need to believe that it's a true commitment and it matters and it's what everyone's equally committed to.
1: Mm. I agree with what Dom said about the balanced scorecard and making sure that you are truly measuring, you know, all aspects of the purpose, not just the, the bottom line. So I wholeheartedly agree and I've seen balanced scorecards work really, really well.
0: What are the activities that a, a team manager can take to really embed that sense of purpose and make it a, a daily reality for their team?
1: Yeah, developing the purpose statement is really only just the beginning. Sure. Yeah, so to ensure that it becomes uh, real, it needs to be integrated into the day-to-day working as a team. We know that purpose statements need to be sure, clear and compelling, but how, how do you really know if you are authentically living, living your team purpose. Uh, one thing I've done uh, with teams over the years is actually ask them, how will we know we're living the purpose? And what will good look like? What are the agreed team behaviours? Uh, what do we pay attention to? You know, Where does our time go? If we say we aspire to be looking after the future, but we're all spending time on day to day, I mean, that's an indicator of something. And how do we measure our performance? How do we make decisions Uh, and how does purpose guide things like who you hire, who you bring into your business and when you let go of people, is it really doing those things or is it just that poster on the wall?
0: Do you think there actually is a difference between purpose and culture?
1: Yeah, I would say that if you are actually living your team purpose, it will show up in your culture. I mean, what's culture? Culture is essentially how people are expected to behave, to fit in. So if they are living the purpose, it will show up in the culture and when you measure your culture. I think also the other thing is you can have the statement, you can have those conversations, but for it to get really real, I think Dom was alluding to this earlier, um, it need, you need to get right down to the individual and the individual's um, contribution. And, again, that's about dialogue and conversation. It's not about the manager dictating, you know, this is your contribution and this is how it relates to the purpose. And it might actually need, you know, a couple of rounds of the kitchen to achieve the alignment. But I'd suggest that if you can get that alignment across your workforce, it's well worth it. So if you've got a company purpose and a team purpose that's aligned to that company purpose and then you've gone to the effort to work out how each person contributes, you're more than likely to have people uh, that are engaged. So they don't only bring their hands and their brains to work, they bring their heart and souls. And that's what we want. It's really the holy grail because people will then go the extra mile if they're engaged in that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really important to work. It's, it isn't just this idea of team purpose, but how each individual connects to that purpose as well is really important and talk to them in terms of what is their connection and how can they actually live and breathe that every day themselves. Yeah, Yeah. That brings us to the end of part two of this Fast Leader podcast. Stay with us for the third and final discussion where we discuss what leaders might have to do differently if their team is working virtually.
3: Fast Lead is an innovative, high-impact leadership development program for small groups. You pick the topics and learn in short, punchy, and practical sessions that give you plenty of time to try your new skills in real life. 94% of alumni report that FastLead improved their leadership skills and confidence. Learn more at FastLead.com.
0: Welcome back. And we are in the third and final section of the FastLeader podcast. So far, we've been talking how managers can create a sense of purpose in their teams and embed that purpose into daily life so that it doesn't become another forgotten, dusty mousepad thrown into the cupboard. But imagine this gets a bit more difficult when a manager has a team that works virtually and remotely from each other. Are there any special considerations and advice you can offer? Because frankly, a lot of managers right now are facing this. Angela, can we turn to you?
1: Okay. Yeah, we certainly are living in extraordinary times. Who would have thought that uh, what's going on at the moment would be going on? I don't think we even uh, predicted it at Christmas time. So, and it's interesting about a team purpose because it is, I think, like a a true north, uh, which is very important in in day-to-day operations. But I think when you're in crisis, it's even more important. You know, at the moment, I think, people everywhere just feel as though the rug is being pulled out from under their feet and it's at those times where people look for you know leadership which is based on you know purpose values beliefs and they look for consistency and fairness assuming that is part of the purpose and I think the higher the stakes and we're in very high stakes at the moment the more important purposeful leadership becomes and we've all seen the commentary about you know various politicians and who's demonstrating leadership and, and who's not and what that's you know based on. But look in terms of a team or an organization, I think it's important to say you don't throw your purpose out the window but the organization has to adapt like I'm currently not in the workforce at the moment but my husband is and I can see that they've had to scale back on the services that they provide they're making sure that they provide the fundamental frontline services but some of the back office services have been you know scaled back and so have their channels so while you don't throw your purpose out the window you might adapt what you do and how you do it and I think that's just being realistic Uh, you have to be cognizant um, of what's going on as I said at the beginning you know no organization is an island and you can't just say well look we'll continue you know regardless but for example how you treat your staff like I have heard comments about you know people are working from home or they won't be doing as much work so we won't let them have roster days off or whatever and I've seen you know people logging in from early in the morning and back-to-back calls etc cetera, etc cetera. and those organizations would still say that they care about the well-being of their people uh, and so how do you stay true to that in a virtual world and I think again we're all learning it's important to have conversation and try different things, and see what works.
0: Thanks, Angela. And uh, yeah, I really uh, sort of support the idea of the purpose being that North Star, and just how important that actually becomes in sort of a crisis. So you you think about a ship in a storm and turbulent waters, having that North Star to uh, guide you becomes critically important. And I think it gives staff something to really sort of hold on to Dom, within the sort of the last few minutes that we might have, what advice are you giving? Because you're spending a lot of time coaching managers and helping them out. What sort of advice might you be giving them in terms of keeping them focused on goals and purpose?
2: Yeah, lots of thoughts at the moment. I think the real test of any professed statement of purpose is really tested at a time of trial, at a time of crisis. Do we really mean it? Was it just a fair weather statement? Uh, Naturally, people go into survival mode, and that means they can be very insular and thinking about themselves. So something that gets, again, people thinking about contribution, I think it's a good time to refresh the sense of purpose. Are the contributions that we envisioned in, you know, when we put this mission statement together or whatever, are they still relevant? Or is it that we need to go even more fundamental in our questions of how do we add value? How do we add value in this new world for the time being? I know we found as a team ourselves thinking about you know, what do we believe is happening to the market, what could we predict might happen, how do we best align ourselves with that has done a lot to give people a sense of hope rather than despair, maybe a sense of agency rather than this is all too big and we don't know what's going to happen and so on. So I think revisiting those conversations gives people a greater sense of resilience And just refreshing, is that contribution that we envision still very relevant? Has it evolved because of these new circumstances? I mean, this is a high-level example, but nonetheless comes to mind. Merck Sharp and Dome, big pharmaceutical company, expressed their mission statement as coming up with products for the health and well-being of humanity at large or something along those lines. And um, one of the real tests of that was their scientists actually came up with a cure for river blindness, but the only people it really affected were people in some tribe in Africa who wouldn't have even been able to afford the vaccine. So they just gave it away because what they didn't want to do is say, well, that purpose only applies if we can monetize it. <laughs> they wanted to have their scientists keeping working on things for the betterment of humanity. And imagine the very fact that they stress-tested their purpose, and still made a principle-centered decision, did a huge amount in the minds not only of their scientists, but other staff, to say, yeah, we work for a place that's truly committed to principled work. It's not just about you know profit. Those are a couple of examples, but they're at a very large company level. And obviously, each leader has to think about what is the circle of influence that our team can impact, and think about the same sense of agency for the team. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah another example similar to yours is you know how Elon Musk gave away and made his designs for Tesla public domain because the purpose of that organization was not simply around profit it was around uh, environmental concerns and around really sort of trying to build the whole ecosystem around the electric car and the only way that was going to happen was by making the designs free for anybody However, um, I've just recently also read an article that some of that design is just so complicated that a lot of engineers are still struggling to figure out exactly how they're doing it, even though it's, it's freely available. That brings us to the end of our podcast today on Team Purpose. Thank you very much for your time today, Dom. My pleasure. And thank you very much for spending the time with us too, Angela. It's very much appreciated and you had lots of good advice for frontline managers to embed purpose within their team.
1: Thank you, Darren. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Thank you much. And uh, we'll see you next time on with our next podcast. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Fast Leader podcast. I'm Darren Fox, Chief Research Officer and Principal Consultant at HFL. You can email us at info at fastly.com with any questions, but really we'd love to hear our ideas about topics for future podcasts. You can also check out the Fast Lead website. FastLead.com for supporting material from this podcast. Watch out for our future podcasts as we explore each of the 14 FastLead topics in more detail and discuss some of the latest management research, news, and topical issues of the day. And until next time, this has been the FastLeader podcast. Thank you. (laughs)